Thanks to Truebill for supporting the Productivity Show. From forgotten free trials to automatic renewals, when big companies keep charging you, Truebill is your secret weapon to save you money on subscriptions you don't need. Go right now to Truebill.com TPS. It can save you thousands a year. Thanks also to Calm, the number one mental wellness app for supporting the Productivity Show. Improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. Go to calm.com TPS. For a limited time, get 40% off your Calm premium subscription with hundreds of hours of programming, unlimited access to Calm's entire library, and new content is added every single week. All right, welcome back to another episode of The Productivity Show, where we believe that you can get everything done without having to sacrifice your health, family, and things that matter to you. Hello, I am Tam Pham, founder and CEO of Asian Efficiency, where we help people become more productive at work and in life. And today I'm joined, of course, with my co-host, Brooks Duncan. How are you today, Brooks? I'm great. How's it going with you, Tam? You know, I had a great weekend, Um, did a lot of like productive things that uh, don't seem productive because it was a lot of resting and taking naps and taking time for myself. So uh, I I feel really good today. How about you? Uh, I feel great. Just got back from a quick weekend trip. Uh, Took my kids to this little area of Vancouver Island that has no cell service for a couple days. Uh, Thankfully, given that they are kids, uh, they do not have the ability to set boundaries and say no. Uh, so I can drag them to places like this. But yeah, it was a, it was a great uh, rejuvenating trip. Speaking of setting boundaries and saying now, that is what today's episode is all about. So we're happy and excited about this topic because I know a lot of people struggle with this. I used to struggle with this. I know you used to struggle with this and some of us might continue to struggle with this. So this is the last episode of 2021. So thank you so much for listening to The Productivity Show. If you've been following us for a while or you just tuned in and this is one of your first few times listening to us, uh, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, if there's something that we can help you with for 2022, kind of setting you up for a successful next year, I think one of the crucial skills that everyone can benefit from is being able to set boundaries and saying no. So if this is something that you want to work on, I think today's episode is going to be really helpful for you. So if you find yourself being overwhelmed with everything you need to do and you find it hard to find the time to work on the things you want or need to do, this episode is going to be really helpful for you. If you're someone who ends up missing a lot of commitments or dropping the ball because you can't bring yourself to say no to things that realistically you aren't able to do or do well, this episode is going to be packed with things that are going to be impactful for you right away. And I know some of you who are listening are already pretty advanced when, when it comes to saying no or, or able to set boundaries. And I think uh, some of the advanced tips and phrases that we're going to be sharing with you here today are going to be helpful as well. So there's going to be something for everyone here. And uh, as always, we'd like to start off with our top three favorite resources. So I have a book recommendation for you to s- start off with, and that is The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. Uh, they're actually also based here in Austin, Texas. And uh, this book helps you focus on finding what's the one thing that you have to focus on. So once you know what the one thing is for you, it's easy to say no to other things. So uh, most people kind of struggle figuring out what the one thing is for them. So this book is really helpful for that. Another book that I have here is Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. 
So this is a book all about communication skills. So how do you politely say no, or how do you make an observation in other people and say something about that in a polite way that helps either correct a behavior or addresses a need or a feeling that you have that you feel like, ah, oh, like, I don't really like this. Like, how do you say it in a nice way so it doesn't come across as quote unquote violence? So this is a really handy book as well. And then the third recommendation today is another book called Your Aranuous Zones by Dr. Wayne Dyer. So rest in peace, Dr. Wayne Dyer, who passed away uh, a few years ago. The best way I can describe it is if you implement everything he says to a T, you might be a little bit of an a-hole. So this is the only preface I would say about this book. Uh, but if you kind of like take the ideas of how you set boundaries uh, from this book, I think you will find that uh, the big takeaway from the book is basically like take care of yourself so you can serve others in the best way possible. So uh, it's going to show you how to set boundaries in many ways. So uh, those are the top three resources and we'll have links to everything that we talked about in the show notes. So you can find everything at theproductivityshow.com slash 384. So uh, Brooks, uh, let's just start with the episode here. Uh, why are we doing this topic today? Yeah, well, you said it really well when you were talking about The One Thing, which is a great book. I totally agree with you. Uh, and that is when you say yes to something, when you agree to do something, uh, a mental reframe that you want to try to get into is it means you're saying no to things that might be more important. Uh, you just n might not know about them yet. Uh, and we always talk about the three main levers of productivity. You know, you got your time, you got your energy, and you got your attention. We call it the T framework. And you can learn more about that if you want to go to theproductivityshow.com forward slash T. And saying no really helps optimize all three areas if you think about it. Uh, the art of saying no and setting boundaries can have a huge impact on your time. Obviously, every task, project, and commitment that you take on uh, is going to mean that you have less time for other things. Uh, also, when you are overcommitted, you can't focus your energy and you just feel like dragged down. Uh, so when you don't have that energy focus, uh, when you're taking on too much, that's going to negatively impact your uh, energy. And then, of course, being overcommitted will also disperse your attention. You know, you won't be able to focus your attention on any one important thing. It fragments it all over the place. So you want to be ideally focusing on those important things, but it's very difficult when you've already agreed to do a bunch of other things. So we're going to be sharing how to maximize all three levers in this episode. Uh, but this is like, like we said, a really high leverage thing that you can do is get a few additional skills on how to gracefully, ideally say no uh, to things that uh, come into your world. So we are going to be going through three ways to set boundaries and say no. And we might as well just get started with tip number one. And it's going to sound obvious, but not a lot of us give some, any thought to this. Tip number one is to know what your boundaries actually are. You talked about, Tan, the one thing earlier. Uh, and one line from that book that I always really, really like is that one yes must be defended over time by a thousand no's, which means that if you want to be able to do something, you've got to be able to say no about a bunch of other seemingly tiny things that is going to free up your space for the thing that you want your one thing that you want to do so if there's something that you want to do or you need to do you've got to be prepared to turn down other things but the problem is uh, and I I don't know if you've experienced this Tan I definitely have we get a lot of requests for things 
all the time. If you really think about it, if you were to sit down with a journal and make a note of everything that's trying to impact your time, energy, and attention, it's a lot. You've got coworkers asking for help. You've got bosses giving you another deliverable. You've got friends wanting help with stuff. You've got community or kids organizations asking for volunteers. There's just all sorts of stuff coming in all the time. And none of them are in and of themselves bad. In fact, a lot of times they're good and a lot of times they're things we want to do. Uh, And it may be that those things that come in are things that you want to set boundaries for and free up time for. But what you want to be asking yourself is, does saying yes to any of them make it more difficult to meet your existing commitments or your personal goals or your professional goals, uh, whatever it happens to be? So the solution to this, before we get into any of the other tactics of how to actually do this, is to have a clear sense of what it is that actually is important to you. You know, maybe it's having one hour a day or uh, a week or whatever to work on your big project for work. Maybe it's having one night a week free to have dinner with your aging grandparents. Maybe it's being able to go to the gym three mornings a week or three lunchtimes a week or something like that. Or maybe it's having time in the week to organize your photos or organize your filing cabinets full of documents or something like that that you want to do. Whatever it is, and everybody's going to have their own thing, having a clear sense of what it is that you want to defend, what it is that you want to have boundaries for, is your first step in being able to say no, is knowing what you, in fact, want to say yes for. How about you, Tan? Have you have you gone through this situation? One thing I've kind of like discovered from having clarity, and this is, I think, what you're kind of like hinting at, is... When you have clarity about what's important to you, it's really easy to say no. However, the opposite is if you don't have clarity about what you want, then it's easy to say yes all the time. So to give an example, when I was so focused on building a savings account to a very specific amount, I knew like, okay, this is like the dollar amount that I want to have in my savings account by this date. Like there was a deadline associated with that, right? And then I would create a plan. I would say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to get there, right? So I would have clarity about how I'm going to get to this outcome. And anytime anything that came on my plate that kind of deviated from that, it would be easy for me to say, like, no, like, this is not going to help me with my goal here of saving money. So if someone came to me and said, hey, Tim, you know, I have a last minute opportunity to go to Las Vegas. Like, would you like to come with me? I would be like in my head crunching the numbers and be like, okay, I have to buy a flight, you know, I have to stay at a hotel, like pay for food. Like, you know, none of this is helping me in some shape or form achieving my goal of saving money, right? It's actually the opposite. Going to Vegas is probably going to blow through my savings account. So uh, it was easy for me to say no to something like that. And that's kind of like a big commitment in many ways, right? So it's easy to say no to that. But even like the small things of like, oh, if I'm in line, do I really want to buy this like pack of gum or something? It's like, well... Like maybe it's a dollar, but a dollar saves, you know, is a dollar extra in my savings account, right? So it was easy to say no to that as well. And then all these other small things will come up. Uh, Same thing with uh, when I was really focused on fitness and I wanted to like eat a certain way, like eat a certain amount of calories every single day and so on. Uh, It was easy to say no to social dinners because now I know like if I go to a social dinner, I tend to overeat. I, you know, I love desserts and I always like to eat desserts and stuff. And I know this is like counterproductive to uh, what I was trying to achieve. So I had to figure out a balance of, you know, how do I 
make sure that I'm achieving my goal or getting closer to my goal, but also balancing what makes me happy and which is socializing and being around others. Uh, but I knew that this is not going to be forever, right? Like this is a temporary thing. And I knew that there was a very specific deadline that I set for myself to say, hey, this is not going to be forever. This is only for the next two weeks, three weeks, or maybe a quarter or so. Um, and in the grand scheme of things, like I'm going to be okay with that, right? So I'm very clear about what I will say yes to, but also what I'm saying no to, because I know what ultimately the outcome that I'm aiming for. Yeah, I think in a work context too, uh, this is especially true in corporate, it's really important to have clarity as to what you're being evaluated for. So both on like a maybe a company-wide level, like what are your company goals, assuming that they do a good job uh, bringing that down to you. Uh, what are your team goals or your department goals? And what are your personal goals? If this is something that you have in your organization where maybe you and your boss set uh, goals for your quarter or for year, uh, what are you trying to achieve? Uh, because as you're going through the quarter, as you're going through the year, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming up. And it's really, really helpful to keep front and center. What is it that you're going to be having a conversation with at the end of the quarter or the end of the year with your boss that you're going to have to defend, so to speak, uh, whether you met those goals or not, because you want to have that in mind so that you have a way to evaluate other things for and that and knowing that will really help you uh, in the conversations we're going to get into uh, a little later in the episode. Believe it or not, by law, most states don't have to disclose when subscriptions renew. So how do you fight back against this? Well, you get a hold of your subscriptions with Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. We all do it. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. And companies intentionally make subscriptions hard to cancel, so Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts, and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is right there to help when you need them. They'll do all the work to cancel your unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped them save over $100 million. An example is Matthew B., who says, In a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $120 a year on my SiriusXM bill, and saved $840 a year on car insurance. The website and app make it really easy to connect your bank or credit card, and then you can just go ahead and start saving pretty much right away. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash TPS. Go right now to Truebill.com slash TPS. It can save you thousands a year. That's Truebill.com slash TPS. During the holiday season, there are a lot of emotions and it can be a crazy time. There's happiness, sadness, joy, excitement, stress. There's misery like the time I dropped my vegan trifle on the kitchen floor on Christmas Eve. The list just goes on and on and on. So remember to take time for yourself this holiday season and make sure you keep your mental wellness in check. Take a break with Calm. I am super, super excited that we're partnering with Calm. Seriously, it's one of my favorite apps. And it's the number one mental wellness app to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. And you can do a lot with Calm. You can clear your head with guided daily meditations. 
You can improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and you can drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. And if you go to calm.com TPS, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming, and new content is added every single week. So sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm. Like I said, Calm is one of my favorite apps, and I've used it every single day for years and years. Every day, I do the daily Calm in the morning as part of my morning ritual, and I use sleep stories all the time to help me sleep. My wife also plays the music tracks to relax at night. So if you are feeling stress, have a lot going on in your head, who doesn't? Or if you have trouble sleeping, again, who doesn't? Calm can help. And for listeners of The Productivity Show, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash TPS. Go to calm.com slash TPS for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash TPS. So that is tip number one, know what your boundaries are. Tip number two is to plan your future commitments based on today's circumstances. And that sounds kind of funny, uh, but because that's in the future and today's today. But here's what we mean by that. Sometimes we get requests from people or from coworkers or whatever or organizations that are for things that are far in the future. Could be weeks away, could be even months away. It could be maybe attending a conference or an event, could be like a personal trip, could be a presentation, could be maybe even something for your kid's school or something like that. Something off in the future. Uh, And the problem with this is, and this is something I have definitely experienced, is sometimes we don't value our time in the future quite in the same way as we do time in the present. And so what happens is like a request will come in uh, and you think to yourself, oh, great, you know, traveling to a conference next April. That sounds great. I'm totally in. That sounds like something that would be that would be excellent to do. Uh, So you're thinking that in December. Yeah, April sounds great. I'm there. Uh, But then April 15th rolls around and you're just thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, I don't have time for this trip this week so much is going on. Like what was December me thinking (laughs) making this commitment far in the future? So one thing that you can do to kind of avoid this is when a request or an opportunity or something like that comes in, it's for something in the future, um, ask yourself, if this was happening this week, how would I feel? Uh, Because chances are whatever's going on this week will be kind of similar to what's happening in that week in the future. You know, circumstances are going to be different, but the general the general vibe is probably going to be similar. And it might be that you would be totally into it. You would be thinking, yeah, uh, that conference, if it was happening this week, I would be totally in. Or that presentation or that assignment or that trip uh, or whatever it happens to be, yeah, um, that, that would be a great thing for me to do. In which case, yeah, say yes. That, that, uh, that's a, almost a no-brainer. But if the thought fills you with dread and stress, if it was something that was happening like right now, that 
could be a sign that you should think about declining it if you can. Sometimes you can't, and that's fine. But if you can do that, uh, that can be really, really helpful. Uh, I ran into this a lot. I used to do a lot of public speaking and a lot of going to a lot of conferences, and I would basically say yes to everything. Uh, And then sometimes I'd find myself sitting in some random hotel room somewhere, uh, maybe missing out on things my kids were doing back home. And the benefit wasn't necessarily there. So that's what I started applying this rule. So sometimes a lot, I would still say yes, or it would be an opportunity I'd want to do, but I'd apply this kind of like present tensing, uh, and I found it really, really helpful. So when you get these things in the future, try to think of what it would be like if it was happening now, uh, and that can help you make that decision. All right, so that is tip number two, to plan your future commitments based on today's circumstances. Tip number three is to use what we call clarifying questions. And this is really helpful because definitely for me, saying no is like my productivity kryptonite. I am generally at my nature a people pleaser. I find it very, very difficult to say no. It's a muscle I've kind of had to exercise over time. Saying no is hard for most people. We totally get it. Uh, And I came across this article and I had saved it in my Evernote a long time ago, so I dug it up for this episode. Uh, And he has this article called Saying No. And basically, he has three ways to say no in his short article called Saying No, like I said. And it's saying no with respect, say no promptly, and you can also say no with a lead to someone who might say yes. So those are basically three ways you want to try to say no. With respect, promptly, So don't let people dangle. Say if it's going to be no, like say no as quickly as you can. And in a perfect world, say no with a lead to someone who might say yes. And, you know, sometimes you can't say no or it feels like you can't, especially if it's something like a request from your boss or something like that. Uh, A lot of times you can't say no. But the truth is often you can say no a lot more than you think. Even with your boss, it's just that we often never try. And often we think of no as like this binary thing, like where we have to say a hard no. Uh, And a way to kind of get around this is with clarifying questions. So instead of saying no necessarily right away, we might end up saying yes, but we can say yes a little more slowly or give the per- give the requester an opportunity to kind of like withdraw the request. So some examples of this, and of course, you're going to need to reword this and use the right question in the right circumstances. Maybe when you get a request, say, okay, so out of curiosity, uh, what makes me the best person for this? And it might turn out that you are not the best person for this. You just happen to be the one uh, that is right in front of them. Or maybe you could say, like, have you tried asking uh, Marmel? She seems like a better fit for this. So you're you're not saying no necessarily. You're provide like Seth Godin says, you're providing a lead to someone else. Another question you can ask is, when you say it's urgent, like how urgent are we talking here? Is it this week, next week? What's the latest it can be done by? So you're not saying no uh, necessarily, but you are clarifying, like we said, and you are also setting those boundaries and you are also finding out what it is that this request entails. And it might turn out that they just asking you, but it's for something, you know, six months in the future and not something that needs to be done now. They're just thinking of it now. Another one is, if I only have the bandwidth to do part of this request, which part is the most critical? So ideally, you're finding out, 
of this thing that you're asking me, what is like the most critical part? And maybe you can get out, get out of doing 80% of it if really only 20% is critical now. Uh, another question, and this is really helpful if you have like a coworker or somebody from another department coming into you, uh, you could say, okay, well, my boss asked me to focus on this other thing. Have you clarified your requests with them? So that way you are kind of like, hopefully taking yourself out of the line of fire. If if you are accountable to your boss for doing something, you want to make sure you're focusing on that and not necessarily on this other request. Now, it might be that your boss has already given a green light to it, in which case you might have to take this conversation to your boss, but at least you're hopefully getting yourself out of the line of fire with that. Uh, other questions you can ask are things like, how does this fit in with our team priority for this month? So this is what we're going back to at the very beginning where we're talking about having clarity on your objectives, having clarity on the things that are actually important for your evaluation. Uh, you want to make sure that this thing that you're being asked to do is actually in line with what your goals are, your team goals, and your department goals. Uh, and a final clarifying question, which is really, really helpful, is uh, if I have to choose between this and this other project that I've been assigned, which is the higher priority? Then you're not guessing. Then you're not doing something that might end up being a lower priority. You're getting clarity on what it is that you should be focusing on. And it might be that this other thing you are already working on, it might be that that is more important. And so you're, you're able to get out of doing this request because you've clarified. You're not just doing what most of us do, which is uh, just, you know, not saying anything and just taking more and more onto our plate. Uh, how about you, Tan? Have you used like clarifying questions to either get out of doing something uh, or shifting it to, to something else? Oh, I do this all the time with my mom. <laughs> so <laughs> she'll ask me uh, questions about, you know, hey, could you do this with my computer or something like that? And I go, oh, like, uh, have you considered asking my brother, you know, Keem, uh, he seems to be like a way better fit at it than I am, right? And uh, I do this with my dad all the time as well. So not that I don't love them or care about them, but uh, oftentimes they will ask me questions or re make requests for things that uh, could easily been done by my other two brothers um, that I have. And they're usually a lot more equipped and a lot more knowledgeable about these things. And uh, it's kind of like, I wouldn't say it a win-win for everyone because I technically could most of the time do it. But uh, I feel like, you know, since they're uh, in positions with a lot more time than I have, I, I feel like that makes the most equitable sense for everyone. So I do this all the time with my parents. And uh, now being the boss here at Asian Efficiency, I don't have someone directly like reporting to me. Uh, but if someone does make a request uh, on the team and say, hey, Tian, could you help out with this? Uh, sometimes I will say no, but I do it in a clarifying way. Right. And so. Um, and that's, I think one thing as a leader as well is instead of like, and this is what the clarifying questions kind of do is instead of giving a straight answer, you're basically making the other person realize like what the best solution might be. And oftentimes the best solution is not the other person. And so, or, or you in this situation, if you're, you know, taking the, the stance of you using the clarifying questions. Right. And so, uh, if you you know, legitimately know, like, hey, I'm not really the right person for this. Like, person X is much better for this. And this is where nonviolent communication, the book, is so helpful, 
is it gives you kind of a framework to frame it in, in such a way that it doesn't come across as a rejection or as an evaluation or assessment. Uh, and that's the thing that I think most people are so afraid of is when they make a statement, it comes across as an evaluation or a judgment as you know, some people use quote unquote, the J word, and it feels like, like an attack on them. There's other ways we can frame it so that it doesn't come across that way. Anyway, and so some of the questions here kind of like allude to that. But it's just if we, you know, straight up say, no, I can't do this, that can come across as a rejection to someone. And then that's when we hurt the other people's feelings, right? And that's why the clarifying questions are so helpful is because you're not directly doing that. You're just trying to work with them in a way where you can then kind of like co-create the solution uh, so that we're all on the same page. Because how often have you been in a situation where you create an imaginary deadline because someone said, hey, this is urgent. And for you, that may be meant like, oh, that means it has to be done by tomorrow. When in fact, it turns out it doesn't have to be done until two weeks from now. And now you're stressing yourself like crazy because you set an imaginary deadline for yourself for tomorrow when in fact it wasn't needed that way, right? And so many people do this. Uh, my ex-girlfriend was like that. Uh, she's kind of like a high achiever if you look at her personality. And it was kind of painful to witness because she would do this over and over and over again when people would just dump stuff on her and she would just set imaginary deadlines for herself that were unrealistic and also oftentimes, you know, unnecessary. And so um, the coaching that I gave her was, you know, asking those clarifying questions of like, hey, when is this due? You know, what is realistic? Like, how does this fit with our team priorities? Like, can we, you know, quote unquote, figure out a way where the deadline works, for, uh, you know, based on where we're going, what the company goals are and what my schedule looks like. And it takes maybe an extra two or three minutes to kind of like talk through that. But those extra two or three minutes can prevent a lot of stress and headaches and resentment. So something definitely worthwhile to consider, especially if you find yourself always saying yes to things. Yeah, I don't know if you remember or even notice, <laughs> but this whole situation actually played out with us internally on our team. This is some internal AE baseball here, but uh, last, just last week, actually, um, so just to set the stage, I was working on this uh, big project last week. I was taking up a lot of my time and I was also rushing because of the aforementioned uh, little weekend trip that I was getting ready to go on. So I was trying to wrap everything up. And then, uh, Tan, you asked me, hey, after the huddle, would it work to discuss this other thing? And every fiber of my my nature, it was like, yeah, of course, we can uh, we can do it after the huddle, even though really it was not a great time. But instead of saying, nope, can't do it, I got to focus on this other thing. You know, we said, hey, OK, this other thing I'm working on is more important. Maybe we could do it tomorrow after the huddle. So the next day. Now, it could have been that your request really did need to be done that that day, uh, in which case, you know, I would have had to do it. Or it could be that, like you said, you had like an artificial deadline, like, no, this has to be done today, even though it really didn't. But because that worked for you, I was able to focus on my higher priority thing. You were still able to get your request answered the next day, which was totally fine. Uh, and so it was kind of like a win-win for both of us using these kind of like saying no strategies, even though my nature was would be to just take it on and be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so it would it would have been 
a negative all around had I uh, accepted that request. Uh, but instead, we kind of like flipped it to the next day and it all it all worked out fine. Some, it's not always going to work out that fine. Uh, but if you apply these strategies uh, when it's possible, uh, it can save everybody a lot of headache. Yeah, well said. That was very uh, ninja of you because uh, until you d brought this up just now, I had no idea that you were doing that. And I think that's like a good example of saying no in a really good way so it doesn't come across as a rejection, right? Because I, I definitely didn't feel like it was a rejection or that you were trying to say no to me. It was just like, hey, I'm doing this. Like, can we move this to another day? And I'm like, okay, yeah. Like, we don't have to do it today. It could be tomorrow as well. So that's just like a perfect real life example um and so before we uh, wrap up today's episode i want to give a quick shout out to our tps plus subscribers so if you're listening to us and you're supporting the productivity show thank you so much for being a tps plus member so if you're unfamiliar with tps plus it's kind of like the upgraded version of the productivity shows where we have episodes coming out a week early they're ad free and it comes with extra bonus content when you're a member as well so if you want to find out more about TPS Plus and you want to find a way to support the podcast, go to theproductivityshow.com slash plus. And I want to thank everyone who has been a member thus far. And uh, if you sign up for an annual membership, uh, you actually get an exclusive t-shirt that says one tweak a week. So if you ever see someone with that t-shirt, you know that they're a TPS Plus member. So thank you so much, everyone, for supporting the Productivity Show thus far. And as always, before we wrap up today's episode, I want to uh, do a quick recap, right? So tip number one was to know what your boundaries are. Tip number two was to plan your future commitments based on today's circumstances. And then tip number three is to use clarifying questions or CQs, as you can may call them. And as always, we want to make sure that we end today's episode with something actionable. So think about what you have going on at the moment and what your goals are and what your priorities are. Once you kind of know what they are, what kind of boundaries can you set for yourself that you want to defend as much as possible? Okay, so this is really about having clarity about your goals, your priorities, both in your work and personal life, right? F figure out what those are for yourself and then think about what are boundaries that you can set for yourself that you want to defend as much as possible. Right. So if you want to find everything that we've talked about in today's episode, you can go to theproductivityshow.com slash 384. And uh, thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next Productive Monday.